finding a financial advisor you can work with that doesn't manage your assets. Do they exist? We'll find out coming up on the show next. From the streets of San Antonio, straight to your wallet, it's Jake's Two Cents on Jake of All Trades. All right, welcome back. My name is Kirk, and I'm not a financial expert. And I'm Jake. I am the financial expert, but together, Kirk and I talk about financial planning, we talk about the economy, and we talk about money, all with the express purpose of helping our listeners build wealth both today and into the future. So today we're going to be talking about Jake's job, my job, <laughs> his industry, and what's going on with his industry. Uh, we found this interesting article. It was a question from um, one of the readers of Market Watch who was asking, and this is a question that actually comes up a lot, apparently, in the CFP Certified Financial Planning industry, and that is that some people want to hire a CFP like Jake. But they don't necessarily want to pay, you know, a yearly fee or an assets under management fee where you give them, you know, your your the money that you're you're investing, they invest it, and then there's a fee associated with that. They just want like a consulting fee or like, hey, I'm just gonna pay you like a lawyer to help me take care of this one situation or this one problem or whatever. Um, and or to give me some advice or to do something, whatever. That that apparently is much less common. Um, in the industry that a lot of people are not doing that. And that's an interesting thing. So why is that? What's what's going on here? What's the point of an hourly versus assets under management? Why is one preferred? What do you do? What's going on? Yeah. Solve this yeah. problem. <laughs> yeah. So and the, interestingly, we'll put, put a uh, link to the article, but the question is <laughs> equates uh charging fees for like investments with competency of the advisor for some reason not sure mm. why that's the case but um oh yeah so yeah, yeah. uh like you're saying the, the idea is that if like i don't want to do this with this person because they may not be competent enough to do the assets to, to manage the assets properly is that what uh, you mean is that what you mean maybe that's i think that might be what the reader is where the, he got uh, okay that. and so that maybe he Maybe he wants like the hourly just to get some advice and then he'll do it on his own or right. he'll hire somebody else to do it or whatever that he thinks. Right. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Maybe that's So it. this industry in particular is unique because there are so many DIY ways, do-it-yourself ways of managing your finances, right? There's apps, there's programs that do investment plans for you, you know, like you answer a couple of questions and then it tells you, okay, buy a portfolio that's invested kind of like this. And they're, they're kind of like, um, robo advisors. Right. Mm -hmm. And then there's people that do this for a living like myself. And then within that realm, there's many different ways that people like me get compensated. I think we've done an, a show one time about how CFPs get paid and all the different ways that you can, you know, you can sell a product, right? And get a commission. You can take uh, the, the assets like people's investments and then manage it because we have a certain uh, level of expertise that we're looking at and managing investments for clients that they don't have the capacity or interest to do that kind of work. And so under that arrangement, that is what is called the assets under management model. And that's a super common way when working with a financial advisor that they're going to pitch you their services, right? Like, okay, 
I'll give you some advice in exchange for the advice. I get paid by managing your IRA, right? Your $50,000 IRA. And I charge 1%, for example. Now, the other thing, and what this article is talking about is like, can, how can we find advisors that we can just leverage their skills and knowledge, but not actually need them to manage my money? Because I feel good enough about the, the program I have working. I'm savvy enough with investments that I can do that piece, right? But I need an expert to tell me about the tax implications of buying and selling funds, or I have this burning question about, am I funded for retirement? And I need somebody to just answer that specific question, right? Mm. And that's where you can just hire them as a consultant. But as this article points out, that's not super common to find advisors that will charge that way. Um, and I don't really know why that is the case. Well, I, yeah, I don't know either. I wonder if there's something with, you know, many advisors are are following a generic model for mm -hmm. their, you know, revenue structure and they, this is what works and they just, you know, keep it like that. I mean, so one of the things that this article mentions is... And I think this might go to the spirit of what the person's asking, which you're kind of addressing here is what the this person, this this reader who's asking this question about how to find a competent hourly person and you know, versus they all want to just manage my assets. One of the things that might be happening is the fear of handing over your assets even to a professional that you're not like it's it's scary, right? Like I, yeah. I you know, like I don't have massive assets, but I can imagine, you know, like it would be scary to give up a chunk of that to somebody, even if they're a professional, if you don't have like a relationship with them ahead of time, right? Right. I mean, I think about like my dog, and there's professional places, and even you know, to to like have dog boarding, and even there, like I won't do it if they don't have like cameras that I can go look at. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? Like I want to, yeah. cause I still, even though I know they're professional, I know that they know what they're doing. They've never lost a dog or had a dog die on their watch or something. And, um, I still want to know, like, I still don't hundred percent trust them cause I don't know them. Like I barely right. trust my parents with my dog. <laughs> like I don't like, I, and I was, you know, thinking about this, like, man, I can't do, I can't do anything cause I can't, it's, but it's, I know everybody's fine with the dog. But anyway, the point is I think that's similar here in a sense where it's like, you know, it's $50,000 and it's my, you know, it's like 75% of my my wealth at the moment. It's, you know, it's like a 30-year-old or something like that, a 32-year-old who saved up some money. And I don't know what, you know, I don't want to just give it over to somebody, even though I know they're professional, like it's an emotional thing. So what I think the recommendation, so there's a recommendation in here, but I'd you know, be curious what you say about, um, you know, how to deal with that. Because that, that seems to be the real issue here, right? I think that's the core yeah. problem. This person's yeah, feeling it's and a lot of people feel that a lot of people and it's totally understandable right because there's a concept here that's very important when it comes to the relationship you have with your advisor and how they're paid so under that assets under management arrangement there's something that's called discretion that you give to the advisor right so in in order for the advisor to be able to charge a management fee they need discretion over the decision making of what happens with that money. And so I think that's where if you're not super comfortable or this is a new relationship you have, the better approach would be let me get some advice from you 
without turning over that discretionary aspect and then see how I feel. Right. Yeah. And so yes. that relationship can exist. And that's where consulting comes in, right? Just like in any business, you can hire a consultant to do a lot of things where you actually, the, the, the implementation of whatever set of recommendations comes from the consultant is on you, right? But you're still soliciting that advice from them. And then you, in exchange for that advice, you pay them a fee. And so that's how we do it at our practice. I charge $250 an hour just for consulting. And so some people, they might just have, you know, they don't have a lot of assets outside of their retirement plan at work, for example. But part of their retirement plan at work is being compensated with stock. And so they want some professional advice on how that works, what things to be aware of when you're compensated with stock. But I can't manage those assets for them. So we just charge a fee. Right. And then I can give them my expertise. They get to a feel for how I give advice. And then maybe in the future, if they want a more robust or a, a more formalized relationship as it relates to their assets, that might be down the road. Right. Mm -hmm. But I think, I think one of the motivations here, and it's why the, the article relates comp like competence with the AUM model, assets under management model is because all things being equal, assets under management is going to be more lucrative than it is for me to charge an hourly fee, right? Yeah. Because I have a, a large set of money that's invested and in hopefully growing if I'm doing my job right. And so that income is increasing while your wealth is increasing. But if I'm sitting just charging consulting fees at an hourly rate, right? Maybe the incentive for yeah. me as the advisor isn't the same. And so yeah. I think potentially that's why people, some advisors don't offer that model because it's not super lucrative for them. Yeah. It's not lucrative for them. And, um, you know, I think I like what you say about the incentives being matched correctly. I mean, if you study the history of business compensation, CEO compensation, board advisor compensation, financial services compensation, I think there's a lot of an attempt to figure out how to match the incentives properly, right? Because yeah. that's a big deal of figuring out how to give people the right reasons to work hard and for their, their people rather than, because if you did just like, if you had a, a lawyer model, you would, your, your desire would be to maximize your hours. That's it. Right. Right. Like right. you, that, that, that's what you would be working for. You'd figure out ways your mind would be creating reasons to get more hours. Cause that's what you need. Um, and you know, in, in the lawyer land, there's actually, I think some reasons to do that and that's good. Um, but you might, I don't know, like I could see there being definite problems with financial planners who would do something like that, like creating problems, maybe you're seeing problems that aren't really that big a deal. And saying we need to talk about this for a couple hours, right? Like you need you need a special plan for this, right? Versus, oh, that's a good point, right? Yeah, and and like not inflating and, the significance of something. Yeah, because again, that's where their incentives are, right? right. You saw this with like um, bankers who gave home loans pre two thousand eight. Like this was part of the problem, is that yeah. they were get, they were incentivized based on the model that they were using to give out loans that they shouldn't have. 
And they would find reasons to give those loans out because they were compensated from that. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, so that, this is why, like, I don't think like, oh, the, the people who were giving out those loans were evil. No, they just had the bad model. And that's the right. problem. Their incentives were mismatched. And so finding good, so like the ma- the matching of the incentives you're talking about is very useful. Having mm-hmm. it be, you know, Jake gets more money when you give more money. Right. right. And so Jake is incentivized to look at all of his clients' assets, really study and figure out how to make them more money. What you know, mix of investments is the best because if he gets you an extra couple thousand dollars at the end of the year, he gets a couple hundred dollars at the end of the year based on that or whatever the month, like one percent of that. So that mm-hmm. makes more sense than like you know, two hundred fifty dollars to tell you how to do this mix. Where it's like, you know what? Actually, there's a new model here, or a new investment strategy. Let's talk about it for a couple hours, and let me let's create this. So you have, right? Like they're going to be just inventing different reasons reasons to build to do that and so that that's right. one reason not to do the hourly as a major fundamental model now that's not to say you can't use the hourly ever because it sounds like what you're saying and i think this article is saying the same thing basically is one good thing about the hourly uh, situation is that it's a good way to test the relationship Absolutely. Right. So it's like, all right, I'll, let's do a couple hours like this. Tell me what you're, you know, let's consult on the strategy. And then it's like, okay, it's a one-time package. And that way you can see if you like this person. It's like, all right, now I'll give you my IRA and my financial right. portfolio and all that stuff. Cause I trust you. Right. And I'll do the, what'd you call it? The digression? Di- <laughs> where, you, where they give you the, the ability to, to make decisions. Discretion. 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 Yes. discretion. Where they give discretion. you discretion. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and I, that makes sense. But it, again, the hourly is not the model overall. The right. model is assets under management because right. incentives are aligned and you have someone who is ju- you know maybe not just as in, interested, but very interested in giving you more wealth because they get more wealth. So you're right. aligned. Yeah. Yeah. So I think there's not inherently anything wrong necessarily with either model, right? It's about the scope of the engagement. And I think that it is important that if you're soliciting some advice and you're not comfortable with having that discretion given over to someone else with your money, it is important to try to find somebody that you can just pay a consulting fee for and know that like, I think there's a misconception with financial advising because they're unlike being a lawyer or a CPA, there are no standardized requirements for an advisor to be an advisor. So technically anyone could really call themselves an advisor, right? And so the, Mm. what you're wanting (laughs) to find are advisors that have pursued additional levels of education and designations because now they really do have some expertise when it comes to talking about money. And so I think if you're running into a lot of people who don't charge an hourly fee or don't have that structure available, it could be because they haven't pursued that higher level of knowledge and they're really their only value is selling you a managed portfolio that's provided by their company, right? Hmm. as an example. I know I'm not, I'm just saying that could be the reason. So I think the hourly fee aspect is like, I have some knowledge that's very valuable for people to 
take and implement in their own personal situation that doesn't require me to manage their assets. There's a lot of other things to talk about, to discuss, to plan for that is exclusive of investing in assets, right? Investing in mutual funds, investing in a portfolio. And so that's where the complement of being able to charge a consulting fee and giving some of that advice is super beneficial to the consumer. Yeah. So you're saying, so that, that seems like that's different than that's a financial service that not to do with how to invest specifically. Exactly. Right. right? Like, um, well, like estate planning or, mm-hmm. um, what was the, the distribution plan? Yep. Right. Like something that you were going to do for, for someone I know of, so something like that is different than what we're talking about here. So there are, so in other words, it's basically you have a menu of services and, but what he's talking about here in this question, I think had to do with, he wanted specific assets under man. He wanted his assets to improve and he wanted advice, I think on his um, actual assets that he on was investing or the investment. Mix, yeah. So right. in, in that, but there are other things that um, CFPs and financial professionals can help you with like a distribution plan, which is essentially a plan that you make if you're, you know, thinking there's a possibility, like you're older, you're thinking that you might die and you want to make sure there's some, it's not it's just coordinated. Yeah. Like how everything's going to be appropriately. Yeah. Right. So it's a little bit different than mere, mere estate planning. Um, and yeah. this, you know, and that it like is a real plan ahead of time for where everything's going to go almost right away so that you don't have to, you know, or so that you're, the person you leave behind doesn't have to go through all the paperwork, figure out who, who owns what, how to shut down certain mm-hmm. accounts, how to pass over, um, you know, the, the house assets and any other assets. Cause like, I, I think the distribution and I'm going into this just cause I, I know a little bit about it from you, the, and this is one service that you would charge an hourly rate for like a f- right, flat fee right. rather than a, a assets under management. Cause that's not what it is. It's a right. specific service of figuring out this ass, this, um, this plan. Um, mm-hmm. and I think it's in this case, this one's good, usually really good for people who the person who's sick or, or dying or whatever is the one who's done all the finances and has all that stuff. So it's like the other, right. and the other it's partner like, doesn't know anything or much because mm-hmm. they're not yeah. the ones who do that. And so now that if something happens to them, like, you know, it's a big problem for them. Exactly. So that's and a service. That, that's a- and that service is able to, you know, complement a couple of different or check off a couple of different objectives, which is like, you know, some degree of of comfort to the 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 person that's been managing the finances, right? Because now you've had a professional sort of illustrate what this is going to look like to the other parties. And so now they've been educated on an understanding of what we have and how it's going to pass to different people. And all of that is um, uh, sort of ignores what the components of the investment portfolio are, right? Never did we talk about, well, you should also be investing in Apple and Google. No, that was, yeah. that's already in there, right? We really need to figure out What's how that, this? those stocks, like how much did you sell off? Long. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. that's, that's the, so that, but the point is um, that's the issue of, having the um you know an hourly rate in that case exactly so there are so the point what we're trying to talk about is like there's people who want to have this question of like i can't find an hourly worker i was saying there's incentives that we want to match but that's when that's for the service 
of managing assets and managing your active assets, your active investments, mm -hmm. that I think the assets under management is the ideal right. model, right? That makes the most sense, right? Yeah. And so hourly would have a misalignment. That's not to say you can't have an hourly once in a while, which is what this guy was trying to find. He was saying in this question that he couldn't find anybody who would do hourly or he's having a difficult time finding someone who was competent, who would do hourly and what the pros and what you were saying in the article here as well, we're saying is then what you need to do is find someone who does assets under management, who's you know competent and you like them and you want to test them out, test, find, ask them if they'll do a, um, some kind of, uh, you know, consulting fee to start to get you feet wet and then, then move on mm -hmm. to something else. Right. But then yep. there's the separate subject of, so again, I think it sounds like hourly is a misalignment generally for that model, but it could still be possible. But exactly. then there's a whole menu of financial services that it is, you know, an hourly rate to accomplish something because it's not assets under management. Right. It's very conducive model. to consulting yeah. work, not investment management specifically. Right? Yeah. Okay. That makes yeah. sense. So there is a resource that's out there if you're wanting to find somebody that provides that kind of hourly or, or Jake of all only, trades. Uh, yeah, Jake of all trades. Um, but also, and I can work with anyone uh, around the country. So uh, <laughs> location right. agnostic. Uh, <laughs> but also, you can Especially go you could to travel there to Palm Springs. The, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do make visits. So yeah. if you live in a cool place, especially, that's some some props there okay. <laughs> but for real <laughs> the website that you can go to is called www.napfa.com n-a-p-f-a and it stands for the national association of personal financial advisors and it's an organization that's just for what are called fee only financial advisors now hmm. these financial advisors fee only still encompasses the assets under management model because that's a fee right hmm. but very likely that advisors that are part of this organization charge consulting fees or hourly fees for giving advice because that falls under that umbrella of fee only. So that can be a good resource. If you want to find someone in your area, go there, see if you can find somebody. Um, most advisors will offer you a free consult for an initial engagement and you can just ask them like, I just want to understand this one piece of my financial plan a bit better. Can I just pay for your time and expertise to help me understand that? And I think you can find that because that does exist. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that makes sense. And that's something that is a good way to start the process. If you haven't mm -hmm. had a financial planner to see the benefits of having it, maybe you'll, you know, become convinced to have that full time. Yeah. Or not. Exactly. Or Probably. not. You can do it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's up to you. Yep. All right, guys. Well, that wraps up this episode of Jake of All Trades. Be sure to check us out on social media by searching for at Jake's Two Cents and check out the blog at jakestwocents.com. Take care. We'll see you next time. Securities and advisory services offered through Commonwealth Financial Network. Member FINRA, SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Fixed insurance products and services offered through CES Insurance Agency. Actual performance and results will vary. These interviews do not constitute a recommendation as to the suitability of any investment for any person or persons having circumstances similar to those portrayed. Consult a financial advisor regarding your specific circumstances.